Yes, sir. Here we are. Welcome in on a Thursday. Hope everybody's having a great Thursday so far. Always happy, always excited to be out here at Cayman's Group. Uh, Gary and the crew out here, great people, great business, best reputation in the business. And there's a reason why they do it better than anybody else. And even when they're on top, they're still learning new techniques for emergency cleanup. Uh, they're going to school every day. Gary Cabins is still a super busy man because he is trying to find the very best ways to improve his business each and every day. And they're already at the top of the mountain here locally. They do uh, mold removal, emergency water extraction, structural drying, emergency uh, sewage cleanup, trauma, crime scene, tear gas, biohazard cleanup, meth lab cleanup as well. Hey, don't laugh. And there's a Heisenberg out there somewhere who's going to create an explosion and a chemical reaction. And guess who's going to clean it up for you? Cabin's group is going to clean it up for hey, you. No that's Breaking who. Bad spoilers, Steely. Uh, I yeah, just finished a, season two. Yeah, no pretty spoilers. Good. Pretty good, huh? You liking it? I am liking it. Yeah, it's getting it's good quite stuff. riveting. Yeah, it is. No doubt. All right. So uh, as I've always said, uh, if you have an emergency and sometimes, you know, we all say, ah, that's that's never going to happen to me. I don't have mold in my house. Surely the pipes aren't going to burst and I'm going to have uh, water flooding the uh, the house. Well, guess what? It does happen. And in case it does happen to you and let's pray tell that it never happens to you. But uh, give Cavens a call in the Oklahoma City metro area. I would put this number again in your contacts. Put in like I did, Cavens Emergency, 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. In the Tulsa area, that number is 918-282-7612. That's 918-282-7612. Online at Cavins, C-A-V-I-N-S, online at CavinsGroup.com. So, uh, Parker Thune is today Andy Bass Day? No, today is not Andy Bass Day. When is Andy Bass Day? I'm not going to say when Andy Bass Day is, but suffice it to say that by the end of the day, you will know when Andy Bass Day is. Okay, so we'll know when Andy Bass Day is. I was thinking maybe we, it's, it's going to be Kelly Maxwell Day at some point, it looks like, as uh, Patty Gasso and company are expected to add through the portal, former Oklahoma State star, Kelly Maxwell, who would be a great addition. Man, you thought Trace Ford was a great addition coming from Stillwater to Norman. Uh, Kelly Maxwell coming from Stillwater to Norman would be huge news as well, and it looks like it's only a matter of time before that official announcement comes through. So what are we looking at? We've talked about all these recruiting dates that are coming up that are big dates, obviously, uh, for Oklahoma. Uh, We knew that uh, williams Winery pushed his date back to August 14th. More on that in a minute. Uh, Josh Isosa, again, August 14th, the offensive lineman. David Stone, August 26th. We thought that Caden Durham was going to be August 25th. I guess that's August 10th now. Is that what I'm saying on Caden Durham? Yeah, that's August 10th, and it's probably going to be LSU. Yeah, I want to talk about, too, that as well. Uh, But it certainly looks like uh, it's going to be LSU on Caden Durham. Braden Platt, September 4th. Nigel Smith uh, is uh, September 8th. So, again, some big names coming up. Won't be too long before we get some of these commitments. Uh, williams Winery. Missouri, a major factor under or down the stretch. And uh, we're talking about, again, uh, what at least two of the services have as not only the number one defensive prospect in the country, and look, David Stone's up there in the top three, three or four, but williams Winery by two services, is the number three player in 
in the class, you know. Um, so obviously that would be a huge get. And we've talked about how important really the uh, the the key guy in this class seems to be David Stone because he's an Oklahoma kid, and you just want to get get that guy. And uh, I, I still think down the stretch the Sooners will. williams Winery. a lot of people still think it's going to be Oklahoma uh, when it comes in game time. But Parker, there there are you know rumors out there that Missouri is offering up to like eight hundred thousand dollars a year, uh, you know, in NIL money. What are we hearing on Winery uh, right now? Anything new? And do you think those NIL numbers are at least close to accurate? I mean, look, the NIL numbers are speculation. I'm not going to speculate on speculation. Here's what I do know and what I can say for certain. A couple of things here. One, OU has a very competitive NIL package to set in front of Williams and Winery. So it's not like their offer is going to be blown away by anything Mizzou is doing. Secondly, a final decision has not been made, but as I've been saying for about the last two, three weeks here, it's OU and Missouri battling it out. It's not going to be Georgia. It's not going to be Tennessee. It's not going to be Oregon or A&M or Ole Miss. No, it's OU Missouri. And I think regardless of where you feel this one is trending, and I know some people believe it's trending to Missouri, that Missouri has momentum based on some conversations I've had over the last 24 hours, I I still am adamant that OU is who you ride with right now in this recruitment. But regardless of where you feel like this is trending, I th- I think anybody that's looking at this with a level head and with a sense of rationality would agree that down the stretch in the recruitment of a five-star defensive end, you would much rather be doing battle with Missouri than Oregon or Georgia or Tennessee. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, If the Sooners do not land Williams-Winary, that basically prevents them from having a top-five class, though, right? Not necessarily. I mean, Dominic McKinley, if the Sooners are able to land him and – I still believe they are the leader in the race for McKinley, although LSU and Texas are both making a push. If they're able to hold off the pack for McKinley and they can tack a David Stone commitment on top of that, that's still a group that's going to contend for a top. Like, if you, Here's the thing, though. If you get Stone, McKinley, and Nguyenary, all three, no question about it, you're going to have a top five class. If you get two of the three, you might have a top five class. But you get all three, it's a sure thing. Okay, speaking, uh, we've talked a lot about ties that these kids have, right? And one of the reasons that uh, a lot of people think that David Stone's going to wind up at Oklahoma is because, you know, Michael Patterson-McDonald, you know, uh, Xavier Robinson, guys like that, they grew up playing football together. uh, And, again, they're still very close, no doubt about it. But, um, you know, and then you look at Williams-Winary, the Lee Summit Connection, uh, to Oklahoma, what uh, the Sooners have done there with P.J. Adabare, what they've done with Kamari Moore recently with Jamar Mosey's connections and Isaiah Mosey looking like, uh, you know, eventually will wind up at the University of Oklahoma. Does williams Winery have – are there any Lee Summit connections at Missouri? There are some. Missouri got an offensive tackle from Lee's Summit North a couple years back, Armand Membo, three-star in the 2022 class. Uh, as far as I can recall, that's the last scholarship. That's the only scholarship guy they've gotten from there over the last five years. But they do have a good relationship with the staff at LSN. Uh, a lot of the Lee Summit North guys are on regular visits up there in Columbia. So 
while I don't think the relationships there are on the same level as they are at Oklahoma, Mizzou also has built some very strong inroads at that school. All right, and uh, speaking of connections, you know, we were just talking about David Stone. Well, Caden Durham also a kid from uh, the Moore area, obviously grew up playing with that same group of guys that we've talked about. Now he's in Duncanville, Texas, uh, playing there. Looks like LSU is the leader. Is there any chance you hear a few rumors out there? Because Colin Simmons, the edge rusher, is, again, a five-star kid out of Duncanville. And uh, it looks like both those guys may be going to LSU. But you also hear some people saying that Texas may be making some inroads with Colin Simmons down the stretch. Does that benefit Oklahoma? Now, look, if Colin Simmons ends up at Texas somehow, they, that's you know, you've still got to go play Texas. But in terms of Oklahoma maybe trying to make a late push again for Caden Durham, because I don't think they're completely out of it, uh, could that be a factor, too, watching what Colin Simmons does? Could it be a factor? To be honest with you, I don't think it's going to be much of one. I think if you're looking at the fact that those two are teammates and committing on the same day, the safe money says that they're committing to LSU together. Yeah. But if Colin Simmons is trolling people and he ends up at the University of Texas, I'd, I don't know. I'd, I don't feel like that has any impact on where Caden Durham lands because Caden Durham is going to go into that announcement day knowing where he's going and knowing where Colin Simmons is going. Right, So it's not as yeah. if there's going to be any re- reactionary measure taken. No, Caden Durham's going to know where he's committing on the 10th. Colin Simmons is going to know where he's committing on the 10th. There's not really going to be an opportunity for one of them to suddenly reevaluate things based on where the other goes. Or unless, obviously, it happens before the commitment day. But, you know, you don't think that would be the case. It looks like with both of those guys setting that date and having the announcement together that more than likely, again, it would be both of them, you know, putting on an LSU hat. So what would you say your level of uh, percentage is for LSU landing Caden Caden Durham right now? I would say it's 60-65% in favor of LSU. And that might be a little on the conservative side. So you're saying there's a chance? That LSU – well, for Oklahoma, yes. Yes. So it's not over yet. It's not over yet, but I – I think it's getting there. Okay, and the other thing on uh, williams Winery, August 14th, you know, we thought, well, maybe it's going to happen August 1st. Then we thought, well, August 7th, we're hearing around August 7th. Now we're hearing August 14th. I don't know whether, you know, that pushback date helps Oklahoma or not, even though just about everybody thinks that Oklahoma has the inside track still on williams Winery. But let's say that he comes out August 14th and – makes that commitment to Mizzou. Sooner fans are not going to be happy about that. But guess what? The Oklahoma staff won't be giving up because you know who's going to be fighting for his coaching life? Eli Drinkwitz, right? (laughs) So, I mean, even if it's bad news August 14th, that doesn't mean that the Winery sweepstakes are over, right? No, they don't. don't. And I think when you look at the overall situation at Oklahoma compared to the overall situation at Missouri – and what Eli Drinkwitz has done, or rather hasn't done, in his three years at the University of Missouri. They're 17 and 19 in his three seasons there. Five and five in 2020, and six and seven each of the last two years. So, Missouri has not had a winning record under Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah, Oklahoma had a down year last year in Brent Venable's first go-around, but in recent history, this is a program that has had a ton more success. 
And you throw in the relationship with Miguel Chavis, the relationship with Todd Bates, with Venables himself, the peer-to-peer connections that Oklahoma offers, and a very strong situation in the NIL department for Nguyenary were he to commit to Oklahoma. There's just a whole lot more reason right now to believe that OU would be the landing spot if you're breaking it all down here. All right, we'll uh, get into a lot more recruiting. We'll answer your questions on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, like we always do, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. And uh, I want to thank Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems, as we always do, for sponsoring our first hour here on Steel Man and Thune, 405-579-3113 for Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Heating and air needs, you need those addressed they will do a great job for you. Here at Cavens on a Thursday, let's take an opening timeout. Come back talking about what else? What else do we talk about besides Sooner football? Well, not really much of anything. So keep it right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Welcome back, Cavens Group, here on a Thursday on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Mike Steely, Parker Thune. We're just a few days away from the Thune uh, nuptials coming up Saturday. It'll be televised live on the uh, wedding channel, if you have that, TWC. Uh, make sure that you've got your streaming ready to go. It's going to be a fascinating ceremony. So, uh, And we'll have a complete update, of course, coming up on Monday. Do you think, Riverwind, go ahead. I was about to say, do you think if we were to live stream my wedding, you think that would outdraw the average Pac-12 football game streaming on Apple TV? It would be very close. I would go maybe maybe a very slight edge to the Pac-12, depending on the matchup. But I would say that you have a good chance of winning that battle. A very good chance. All right. Uh, Riverwind Casino, I want to thank them as always. Uh, nearly 3,000 electronic games, even more with their uh, newly revamped, renovated uh, gaming floor. They have a Skyloft area as well. Best games, best bars, best dining, incredible hotel. They've got the best promotion. Not only do they have all the great electronic games, they've got your favorite table games as well. World-class poker room, great promotions, new member seven up, up to uh, $450 in one day. You can win it. By signing up for a Riverwind Wild Card, they've got all the best promotions. And we've got concerts again. Uh, not only do we have uh, one more Beats and Bites show coming up August 26th, the Outdoor Concert Series. Gary Allen will be on the Coupel Works Beats and Bites stage. But we have a new one coming up in the fall. They announced, uh, you know, on Monday, Gin Blossoms coming back. It'll be October 22nd. So I would say get your tickets. Uh, online at riverwind.com, or if you're out at the casino, just go by the uh, the box office there at the casino. But Gin Blossom's coming back. Tonic's going to be there as well. October 22nd, it's going to be a heck of a show. Again, uh, I know that we deal with the heat a little bit out there, even uh, when it uh, you know gets uh, darkness descends upon us. But uh, the Gary Allen Show is coming up August 26th. But think about that weather coming up October 22nd. What a great time. We had a, a Bedlam Beats and Bites last year that was incredibly successful. And it uh, looks like the Fall Beats and Bites Show again. This year with uh, the Gin Blossoms will be awesome as well. Can't wait to get out to Riverwind coming up tomorrow. All right, Sooner fans, I want to know this. J.D. Piquel of On3 talking about the pulse of the Sooner football program heading into the season. Now, look, we play these, and a lot of this this stuff, we, we offer the same opinions, all right? 
But I want you to sample again other opinions from other people talking about the OU football program out there. And when I listen to it, I'm sure Parker hears them too, like, well, you know, we've been saying the same thing pretty much. But I want you to assess this comment of where the Sooner fan base is right now and then get your reaction. This is JT, JD Piquel, uh, from his show yesterday talking about Sooner Nation and uh, saying that uh, the, the Sooner fans still believe. The feel and the pulse at Oklahoma, the pulse of the program in Oklahoma, is just getting started. Because last year, we already talked about it. it. It wasn't ideal. It wasn't what you expected. It's not acceptable. But there can be two things that are true about Brent Venables in his first year at Oklahoma. The first is, last year was well below the standard. We already covered that. The second thing that can also be true is you didn't hire Brent Venables to win you a national title in 2022. Hiring Brent Venables was a sustainable, long-term play for Oklahoma. Because when they brought him in, when they announced him as the head coach, there was a feeling across that fan base that, okay, we got our guy. Not a guy who's just going to be a good coach. Not a guy who's just going to win some football games here. We got a guy that fits what we are here at Oklahoma, who's tough, who's disciplined, who's going to have a physical product on the field, who's going to play defense, who's going to be hard hat and lunch pail kind of mentality. That's what we want to get back to at Oklahoma. A lot of people, when Lincoln Riley left, we appreciate what he did for us here at Oklahoma, but to be real, he didn't match up with what we are as a brand and as what we want our football team to look like. And Brent Venables is that for them. So going back to what the Pulse is, they are just getting started. You cannot judge a man by his first year on the job. He doesn't even have all his players in yet. There you go. J.D. Bikel, uh talking about uh, his thoughts on what's going on at Oklahoma and what the Sooner fans think right now. So what I want to know on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, uh, 405-651-3439. That is 405 651 3439. Uh, you know, on a percentage basis, how bought in are you right now? Because we see some Sooner fans, and for the most part, again, the vast majority of the Oklahoma fans know it's a work in progress, but they are still, you know, a believer in Brent and the way that Oklahoma is going about its business in terms of uh, getting that football program ready for the SEC. But I want to know what you think. And if you don't say, like, well, I'm not totally bought in, let us know. 405-651-3439, why you're bought in or why you may still have some doubts, uh, you know, as Brent and the Sooners head into their second season coming up this fall. What did you think of the assessment there from J.D. Piquel, Parker? I thought it was a good assessment, and I thought in particular one thing he said really stood out, which is you didn't hire Brent Venables to win you a national championship in 2022. Right? Nobody expected that. What 2022 was – it was a foundation upon which you built the future of the program according to your vision of what everything culture-wise and football-wise at Oklahoma needs to be. So, yeah, Oklahoma went 6-7, and seven, but it helped establish a foundation. And I think if Venables ultimately executes all of what he plans to execute at Oklahoma, many folks will look back on that 6-7 and seven season in 2022 and conclude – well, you know, it sucked at the time, but to a certain extent, it was worth it. By the way, I regret to inform you, Steely, that friend of the program, Caden McFarland, is getting destroyed on Twitter by the OU faithful. I, I, have been I saw that they said weird to the uh, the weightlifting, you know, the, uh, the little ceremony they had before the season. We saw the same video last year, but when I saw that quote tweet, I was like, uh-oh, here we go. 
I I received a text from our own Travis Davidson, a link to this tweet, and OU fans are going after our boy Caden in the comment section. Which I, you know, again, Caden is a friend of the program, but Caden, if you're listening, you had to have seen this coming with these people, right? You had to have known OU fans would find that tweet and come back after you. At least I hope. Oh, yeah. they. Uh, when I saw that, I'm not Caden. You just walked into the lion's den, you know, and uh, you've got a, a slab of meat, you know, around your shoulder. So, but anyway, I will say this. Those those videos, to me, everybody knows what they're all about. They're high videos, I get it, but I don't care who tweets that stuff out, whatever program or, you know, when a guy's deadlifting. There's a lot of testosterone flying around. It is... It is a tiny bit creepy, in my opinion, but I don't know. But, again, you, uh, you're you throwing chum in the water for the Sooner Sharks to come up, you know, uh, when you do that. So <laughs> is Caden trying to fight back or not? He hasn't really tried to fight back, which is good because you can't feed the beast with stuff like no, this. No, you can't. You said, am I bad, you know, just trying. But what do you think of those videos? Is there a little too much testosterone for you in those? I, I wouldn't say too much testosterone. Like I, honestly, I find the videos quite harmless. I don't have polarizing feelings about them one way or another. And I'm not I like, don't either. Well, I don't either. And I'm not but. like this is absurd. This is bizarre. But I'm also not like this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Man, you need to go into politics. Jeez, you need to have a stronger take on that. <laughs> because Holy I'm, cow, are you running for office? I want a yes. It's creepy, or no, it's just fine. I plead the fifth. There you By go. By the way, we have a lot of reaction coming in to J.D. Pickell's comments on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. You want to hit a break and then get back to that feedback? Yeah, let's do that to stay on time. And uh, once again, I think a lot of what he said is true, that they didn't hire the Sooner, uh, the Brent Venables to lead the Sooners to the national championship uh, last year. That was a Freudian slip, last you know, national championship. But you know what sticks out again? Glaring Leon's, a neon sign. That's flashing six and seven. You know, that's the problem. It's nobody expected six and seven. So, but let's see what you have to think when we get back on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. We will do that next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Yes, sir. We are back at Cavens Group. Love being out here. The very best at emergency uh, services, cleanup, restoration. They do it all. Mold removal, emergency, water extraction, sewage cleanup. You never want to involve, be involved yourself in sewage cleanup, ever. Uh, they'll get it done for you. Trauma, crime scene, tear gas, biohazard cleanup, uh, emergency board ops. Uh, they do uh, tornado and storm damage, emergency response, smoke and fire damage cleanups. You have an uh, emergency uh, situation. You need to get uh, Cavens again to come rescue you. They are like the uh, Mariano Rivera of relievers. They will give you instant relief, and it's always going to be at the Hall of Fame level. 405-573-3048 in uh, Oklahoma City in Stillwater, Tulsa, 918 282 Seven six one two. That's nine one eight two eight two seven six one two, and online at cavensgroup.com. I'm sure we'll probably have a visit with Gary at some point uh, later during the show. I want to mention, by the way, the uh, JD Piquel 
comment we played about Brent Venables and what the Sooner fan base is thinking was our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central, longtime clinics in uh, the Midwest City area, in Norman, now that Tri-City location, Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard, their full-service clinics do a great job treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Thank you, Ortho Central. All right, you want to go to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line? Let's go right ahead. From a listener in the 430, too much testosterone. Steely, how much do you bench? You think you could outbench Dean Blevins, Steely? I don't know. I got up to 215 that I could do like four times, but that was like uh, 2013 when I was really trying to impress Shay. I think it was about like 2012. So it's been a while. It's been a long while. I will say. I was in really good shape then, man. I was running, and now the old uh, situation took over, and now I might be able to bench like 85. Benching 200 pounds north of 50 years old, Steely. That is impressive. I was working out like a mad person for a while, for about a five-year period, and I always worked out a little bit before that, but, you know, I was trying to impress Shay and everything, so, you know, you know how that goes. Okay, elsewhere on the text line. On the uh, J.D. Pakel comments that we played last segment, K-Dub in the 918 says, 100% bought in. It goes beyond the wins and losses for me. I believe in the way Brent is running his program. Total class, which is more than I can say for the last guy. If it doesn't work, then I'm willing to go down with the ship. Yeah, I again, I think most Sooner fans, look, you know, when Brent's talking about players, you better be 100% bought in, you know? We know how that goes. But fans, I I still think there's a lot of belief in Brent, what he's trying to do. But I think there might be some fans, if they're honest, that are maybe 80% right about now. I'm not saying it's the majority, but I think they're out there. Maybe they're on the text line. Our guy Bumpy Rhodes on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line says, 1,000% bought in, and this is how bought in Bumpy Rhodes is. He says, even got Tulsa season tickets just to ensure my seats before scalpers. Anyone need some TU tickets? How about that? By the way, how about TU? Uh, you know, they, they play Washington on the road, right? But that's a pretty good, interesting non-conference schedule that TU has. You've got Oklahoma coming to, you know, to Tulsa, and then you've got a matchup with uh, Michael Penix Jr. And, and Washington also in your non-conference. That's a slate for Tulsa. Uh, a listener in the 918 says, I'd like to compare it to flipping houses. Some people flip a house by slapping new paint and shutters on it and calling it good. Some do a real renovation by rebuilding the foundation and framing. It's a longer and more expensive remodel, but it's the stronger way forward. Yeah, and Brent kind of said that, didn't he? Last year a lot, we're stripping it down to the foundation and uh, and kind of rebuilding this thing. And, um, you know, I think that is not only in the way they go about their meetings and practice and everything else, but the way they put their recruiting class together, too. You know, it was a big change from, you know, when it's all with, with Muleshoe, you would see, a, you know, decommitments coming in uh, quite a bit here and there. And with Brandon, that philosophy, it's, it's uh, tested the nerves of the OU fan base having to wait so long on, you know, some of these kids, particularly the big kids like, you know, Stone and Winery. Uh, That hasn't changed a whole lot, but, you know, the recruiting philosophy is different, too. And as, you know, I love what he said the other day. You know what? Uh, I tell him straight up, this is going to be the toughest thing you've ever had to do. And, you know, and he tells him straight up, we're recruiting somebody else to take your spot. 
in every class. And, you know, if, if, if that's not what you want to hear, if you can't deal with that, then you don't need to be here. Because that policy ensures that you don't have a huge turnover rate and that, yeah, you, you, you know what you're getting into when you sign with Oklahoma. Gary from Couch Cafeteria says, I used to lift weights, but then they got heavy. Uh, Jay in Tulsa asks, who is this J.D. guy, and what are his qualifications for commentary on anything Oklahoma football? Well, I will tell you, because uh, I've, I've known J.D. for several years, ever since he was doing a radio show down in Waco and covering the Baylor Bears. Uh, so J.D. is an Ivy League grad, went to Cornell. I believe he actually performed in the same a cappella group as Andy Bernard, and played football at both Cornell and Baylor. So... This is a guy that knows the game, uh, is, for one thing, young. He's not much older than I am, if if at all. So, uh, very recently played college football, uh, has a good mind in general. Ivy League will tell you that alone, but especially has a good mind for football. And one of those guys, much, much like Josh Pate of 24-7, when you think of the national voices that really keep a level head and try not to go all – hot take, over-the-top type of stuff, clickbait type of content. J.D. Piquel and Josh Pater, two of the best in the business. Yeah, and, and look, he's also he's not a regurgitator. I mean, he gets information. I think you talk to him some and give him some OU insight, right, from That's time correct. to time. Yep. And uh, But he's not a guy that is just going to, you know, he's going to get that information, then formulate his own opinion and give his own takes. He's, he's good at what he does. Josh Pate, I think, is really good at what he does. You know, in a lot of time, you know, in this day and age of social media, we've talked about the regurgitators are the ones who are just taking information from other shows and regurgitating it. Uh, you know, and then we have the aggregators, which I get some of that has to be done. I'm not trying to come down on them too hard. But, uh, you know, that aggregate the stories. Which ones are taking over right now? Is it are the aggregators more of a problem? They're mainly print, right? The regurgitators are more of a problem than the aggregators. Because at least the aggregators agree. are giving credit where credit is deserved. Yes, and they usually, yes. You know, back in my day, when real journalism was around, you used to have accreditation, you know, for something and, you know, from this source, and you wouldn't just put it out there. Uh, as it's your own, and I still think there are a lot of the, uh, the people who aggregate that do a good job of that, making sure that it's properly sourced and accredited to somebody else if if they got it from somewhere. But, uh, you know, you've got to keep sending out, you know, stuff. I get that. But the regurgitators do bother me a little bit more. Particularly, there, there are the regurgitators, and then there are the, the people that just flat out make BS up and act like they're an expert. And, again, I think you know, who's at the top of that list. But, you know, social media has given those guys an avenue to fool a bunch of people. And, you know, I guess more power to them if they can fool those people. By the way, we need that little sound snippet on every single promo that runs for our show from now until eternity. Back in my day when real journalism was around. That's... You know what? I thought that we uh, we could have a brand-new open to this show. Um uh, and uh, let's see, how much time do we have in the segment? Well, we can do it coming back. Play uh, Mother's Little Helper by the Rolling Stones coming out of the break. Mother's right? Little Helper. 
Rolling okay. Stones. Don't listen to it because the audio will come up within like uh, three seconds. But this would be at least an open that might fit fit me a little bit better as opposed to you because, of course, it's all about me, right? But I think you'll you'll like it. And uh, people who know that song already are going, oh, yeah, that works. Okay, try it one more time. Bring it up. Start from the first. Start, start from, from the, the beginning? Okay. Yeah, start, for, start from the top again. Bring it up. Here it is. Nope. What do you think? You like that? Then we just fade it out. New show open right there. But see, it doesn't work for you. We've got to have something that can- else that offsets the old part of it. So we talked about having a franchise element in the show this fall where every Monday you're just angry about something. <laughs> so that can be that can be the intro music for our old man yells at cloud segment every All week. right, there you go. What a drag it is getting old. Mother's Little Helper, Rolling Stones. All right, we're going back to the text line when we get back. Keep those takes rolling in, 405-651-3439. We'll be right back here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Welcome back. I am being challenged uh, via a uh, tweet. Steely, there's no way that you bench-pressed 215 pounds three times, even if it was 11 years ago. I did. You can add Mark Floyd. Ask Mark Floyd. He's at uh, the Downtown Fitness is out now on Lindsay Street. Now, I will say this. It was not like all the way down to your, you know, it was on, it wasn't a machine. It was, it was on the racks. I took it. I barely got up the third one. I almost died afterwards, but it did happen. I promise you I would not lie, as far as you know. But, no, it did it did happen. That was a long, long, long time ago. I, Right now I'm in horrible shape. Okay, 405-651-3439. You know who's fired up about this, uh, this team, Team 129? The Boz. Here's what the Boz said yesterday about Team 129. Hey, Sooner Nation, Boz here. I just met with Team 129. Coach Venables was was uh, gracious enough to invite me in to to visit with them a little bit. I got high expectations, and I know what they're going to do. They're going to change expectations by going out and proving that this team is the foundation of what our future looks like. So you guys, get ready, because Boomer is around the corner. There you go. Somebody, in response to that video... When it came out, I did say, is the Boz still cool? The answer is yes. Yes. In all caps, he still is. Now, I mean, you can lose your cool as you get older. I mean, let's look at Elvis in the white jumpsuit later in life. You, But you still, you still maintain some cool. How much cool does the Boz still maintain at this age, Parker Thune? A hundred percent. I would say it's 90, 90, 95 percent. Yeah, I mean, look, is he the icon? Is he the institution that he was in the late 80s? No, but Boz is still not just in Oklahoma circles either. Boz is a very well-known figure across the football community. So, yes, he is. He still maintains an astonishingly high percentage of his original coolness. 
There you go. So we're in agreement, 90 95%. I mean, he's the sheriff of Fansville, right? I mean, come on. I, I think yes. And Sooner fans will uh, always love uh, Brian Bosworth. And you know what? He was right. He got uh, got in trouble for steroids at that uh, Orange Bowl, of course. But his uh, national, NCAA national communists, national communists against athletes, welcome to Russia T-shirt was maybe not appropriate at the time, but was kind of right based on where we are right now in college football, right? All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line here at Cavens Group on a Thursday. Let's get back to your comments. Curtis B. says, Steely and Parker, I'm 53 and went to my first OU game when I was five. My dad started buying my great-uncle's tickets in the early 90s, so we have seen the good, bad, and ugly. I'm 100% on board with Coach Brent Venables. We needed him to stabilize the Sooners after Mule Shoe. The Sooner faithful didn't realize Mule Shoe had the cupboard empty and lost too many players. They will be better. Thanks. There you go. I like that. I like it a lot. You had uh, – I got to go back to your uh, Twitter page because I love something that you retweeted yesterday because this is pretty much 100% on the money because we're beginning uh, practice today. All right, Sooners beginning practice today. But, you know, this is also talk season, right? And it's great to get the new audio from Brent and the coaches and the players and everything else. But this account, which is a weirdly named account, Basketball No Specific Team Fan, one of the worst account names ever, but uh, tweeted out yesterday, breaking, hearing from sources that my favorite team has a lot of diamonds (laughs) in the rough that are already showing out in fall camp while my favorite team's rival has some overrated prima donnas that aren't willing to put in the work. (laughs) Is that not accurate right there? Evergreen content. You know what? Here is who this applies to more than anything else. And in most cases, a lot of years it seems to be accurate. But which two teams does that describe to a T when you think of college football? I mean, obviously what we talk about. OU, OU in Texas. Texas, right? OU in Texas. And that statement seems to have rung true over many of those years, though. But that's what you're going to hear. Man, I I hear so-and-so's killing it, man. And, man, Arch Manning, I'm hearing things. Arch Manning, I'm hearing he doesn't like practice, you know. Or just get ready. And uh, it was interesting what Craig Way said. Uh, by the way, I want you to react to that too. Okay, and we'll do that next hour because you know we could play it now. We got enough time. Do we think we have time to react yeah. to it? You think? Okay, this is what Craig Craig Way, voice of the Longhorn, said uh, the other day on the T Row in the Morning Show about Texas. Um, you know, in Oklahoma, heading into their last year in the Big Twelve, and look out, there may not be a lot of breaks headed their way. Toby, as you know, going through this, and as uh, Sooner fans have found out and, and understand. This last year in the Big 12 for both Texas and Oklahoma uh, is is going to be uh, the little ball of hate tour. We're not going to get a single call this year, Craig. Listen, it, it, it didn't happen a lot. A lot of last, you no. know, there are longer fans still angry about that game against Oklahoma State where 15 penalties were called against Texas and none, zero, <laughs> against the Cowboys in that game. So, yeah, the little ball of hate tour, and they, you know, going for Texas going to places like Waco for the last time, 
you know, uh, uh, Fort Worth for the last time, places that have engendered, engendered a, a lot of antipathy for years. It's probably just going to accelerate it all. Engendered a lot of antipathy. Mm-hmm. That is a man with a vocabulary that's right there. Sound, Mad you know respect like? to my Parker, brother Craig Way. That's Parker Thunish right there is what that is. No doubt about it. You both came out of the Howard Cosell School of Broadcasting, uh, which is impressive, by the way. But do you buy into that again? Do you think we talked about it the other day? Was there a point where I don't think the ref said, all right, here's what we're outlining. You've got to call 75 percent of the calls against Oklahoma or Texas in every game. But it seems to me, based on some of the numbers, and Craig Wade talked about it, it was actually 14 penalties for 119 yards for Texas, zero for zero for OSU. Do you think there is something to this uh, Look, that is a, a conspiracy, a real conspiracy? I am generally not a conspiracy theorist, and I don't feel that way about Big 12 officiating. I will say the one moment where I was like, okay, this might actually be a conspiracy was November of 2021 when Trayvon West basically got tossed into the second row with 20 seconds left in the game in Stillwater, and there was no pass interference penalty. Mm-hmm. And Muleshoe didn't care. Muleshoe he knew what was he was doing the next morning. California dreaming is what he had playing in his headset at the time. He wasn't even paying attention, that rat commie. I mean, he <laughs> basically, like I said, we had Oklahoma had a Soviet spy as the head coach for, what was it, five years? That rat commie. We, we had no idea. We should have known. <laughs> Particularly, yeah, he just ran off the field, put me in the SUV, and let me get out of here, lie to the media real quick and leave. All right, we're here at Cavens. We have another hour to go. Keep it right here on the ref. Oh, yeah, we're talking for another hour here. Inside the doors here at Cayman's Group, a uh, great organization, the very best in the business. Gary, the crew out here, they're they're so hospitable, and uh, not only are they just nice people out here, really cool people, but they are also the best at what they do. And that's really cool when you have great people who are the best at what they do. And that's Cayman's Group, 13 years in business. They do uh, mold removal, emergency water extraction, structural drying, uh, emergency sewage cleanup. I wouldn't want to deal with sewage. I'd want somebody else to deal with sewage. Cavens is the best. They'll get it done for you. Emergency uh, board ups, tornado, storm damage, emergency response. Gary, you want to jump in here for a second? The one and only Gary Cavens is here, and not only are the best at what they do, but, again, they also give back to the community nearly a half million dollars in the last uh, four years. It's been amazing. And... What I like about Cavens is Gary's always on the run, man. He is always on the run. But they're already the best of what they do. But they're not sitting around like, yeah, we got this. They're out trying to get even better. And that's what the best do. I mean, I believe that you could play for Brent Venables. That's the kind of attitude he likes. That's what I'm talking about right there. There you go. Most right. definitely. Put me in, Coach. Uh, it's good to have Duke back today, too, the, uh, the official – Remote uh, mascot, Duke the Wonder Dog. And uh, I just had one of our listeners, Christy, when I sent out the picture of Duke. Duke, uh, you know, don't have any freakouts today because Duke did freak out about uh, six weeks ago and pulled the cord out. Took us off the air. Yeah, he got spooked for a second. So what's going on? Uh, It's a million degrees out there heat-wise. 
but uh, you're always dealing. What, what do you think most people are dealing with right now that they need to be, you know, keeping their eye on? You know, I mean, we're seeing all kinds of different things right now. Um, I just call it came from a big uh, meeting with a bunch of people out of, of uh, Dallas for a building that has water intrusion issues and walking through um, um, construction managers and project managers and corporate guys and everything through um, this water intrusion issue, kind of walking them through, showing them what's going on. So uh, we had a, those really bad storms a few weeks a few weeks back. Um, they caused several issues. Um, so we're seeing, we're seeing now we got the high heat. So now we're seeing high humidity, and any moisture that's left in buildings, we're seeing mold. So we're actually seeing quite a bit of microbial growth and mold issues, uh, which is uh, kind of surprising. This now that with how hot it is and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, you're always, uh, you know, going somewhere to take a class. What are you working on right now? It's like uh, you, you run a business and go to university at the same time pretty much. It's crazy. I do. I do. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I take new classes. I take updated classes every single week, and um, I take classes from all over the United States. I take classes from Harvard. I take classes from um, uh, different uh, groups that we, we work with, that uh, training and um, Jessica VT has been in fire training the last several days. She just wrapped up fire training this morning. Um, and so, uh, she's upgrading her fire, uh, expertise and stuff like that. So that's outstanding. And, um, you know, I, uh, I've got a, a, a general environmental consultant, um, class that I'm currently taking, uh, working on too, which I have a ton of them. It's just kind of repetitive, but, you know, I look at it as every class has something new to learn, uh, that maybe I didn't learn in the class before so i'm always looking for new things and new opportunities and new ways to help our clients and uh new equipment to help our clients um you know we have an excellent um uh, selection of high-end equipment for water intrusion investigation uh for looking at water losses tracking them down uh, and uh, tracking water for buildings to get dried out duke here by the way when i stop petting him now He's got that giant paw. He's like, he boom. Hey, hey, dude, what are you stopping for? That, that, that is one big paw that you have, Duke. Duke the Wonder Dog is out here. All right, uh, tell me about roofing is important here, too. You guys also have a tremendous reputation uh, in what you do roofing-wise. Chris Smith heads up that uh, area for you. Tell us about what you guys do there and how they can help people out. You know, we can come out and do a roof inspection if you have concerns with your roof at all. Um, you know, we're happy to do that. Uh, we try to schedule them first thing in the morning nowadays because we don't want to get on your roof because it's a little too hot right now. It can cause scarring and, and foot traffic damage to your roof. Um, you know, I'm a second-generation gen- roofer, so when it's 100 degrees out, roofs um, that aren't commercial roofs that are uh, residential roofs, they're steep slope. You get up over there on that asphalt, and you can do some damage fast, so you have to be careful. Uh, so we uh, either roof early in the morning or late in the evenings, and we do our inspections. We try to do them in the mornings right now. Okay, so we've been telling people to put the numbers in in the uh, Oklahoma City area. It's 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, it is 918-282-7612. Uh, put in Cabin's Emergency. Does that work for you, Cabin's Group, whatever, just as long as you get Cabin's in there because you guys have more teams than anybody else. It's like you've got 85 scholarship players here, it seems like, you know. So because you want to be the first ones to get there, and uh, not only are you the first, if you're the first ones there, that's great, but you also better be really good at what you do, and you guys got 
both of those areas covered, which is why you have the reputation you have. That's 100% right. We're always um, developing our talent. We're teaching them, training them, getting them ready, cross-training them. Um, There's not a single employee employee here at Cavens that doesn't receive cross-training in multiple different areas. We want them to be able to walk on to an emergency situation and be able to look at it and say, this, this, and this needs to be done. And we do that by cross-training them. And, and uh, you know, they get water, fire, mold, general construction. Um, you know, we, we have apprentice program for younger guys uh, that want to come and learn. Uh, we bring them in, we pay them, we teach them as we go, and they learn this industry. And then our journeymen's and our supervisors, they do. We spend a lot of time training and developing them so that when that call comes in, 2 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock on a Friday, 5 o'clock on a Friday, those guys are ready to dispatch and help. There you go. Gary, it's great being out here. I appreciate you, and uh, we're looking forward to being out here each and every week because we always get some great insight from you, and uh, just appreciate you having us out. Yes, sir. Thank you. Gary Cabin, Cabin's Group, Gary Cabin's, uh, and uh, the folks out here, good people with a great business. All right. Also want to tell you we have a new sponsor for the 1 o'clock hour. We appreciate Oklahoma Generators. You can go to okgen.com or call them at 405 405- 321-6631. They're family-owned, uh, and they pride themselves on their customer service. Oklahoma's highest-rated and longest-operating generic dealer. Oklahoma's most experienced service and sales, uh, sales staff in that area as well. They are currently offering new customer discounts and uh, free 10-year warranties with new installations. Oklahoma Generators, thank you for coming aboard as our uh, 1 o'clock hour sponsors. Go to OK gen.com or call 405-321-6631 all right you want to get back to the text line parker sure let's see what the folks are saying uh doug and norman says i don't believe in alternative facts like most oklahomans do oh boy i thought this text was going to go off the rails for a second but it looks like doug and norman is keeping it football he says The Oklahoma fans I know believe that since we outplayed both Texas Tech and West Virginia, OU's record was actually 8-4 going into the bowl game. And since many bad calls went against OU in the Florida State game, we actually won that game too. So OU's record was actually 9-3, not 6-7. Doug, I I don't know who your friends are that believe in alternative facts, but I have not heard anyone say this or even attempt to make this case. It's been uh, it's been a while since Doug stirred the pot that much. He's been uh, Doug is a Doug is a bright guy. All right, we can give him that. But there are times when uh, you know he's come with some stuff that has been pretty pretty good lately and uh, reasonable. Not that it is others, but you can tell there's uh, there's some stirring of the pot right there. So look out. Here we go from a listener in the four hundred five. Definitely like the trajectory under bv but he needs to show better all or better overall game management stoops didn't need a learning curve in that area bv says all the right things but we can't get pushed around by the likes of baylor west virginia and tech i think this season will be different and looking forward to seeing it play out on the field yeah again um i i love a lot of you know the approach i like that he's direct with his players and talking about you know he wants to have a relationship with these guys and i think a lot of that you know is the clemson way but brent's putting his own spin on it you know places he's been k-state oklahoma clemson 
So I like it. I think it's the right roadmap to the SEC. But the bottom line is you got to go out and get better because a lot – there was some stuff last year that was flat-out embarrassing. And you can talk about what happened to the Cotton Bowl and why it happened, but, you know, the TCU game got out of hand. Uh, the game management wasn't very good, wasn't nearly up to Oklahoma standards. So do I believe they're going to be a lot better this year? Yes. I think, you know, probably one-third of that will be the schedule. But I also think they've also got more guys this year, a lot more of them. Competitive depth, which leads to competitive stamina, by the way. So there's no reason this team shouldn't be able to go out and win 10 games this year, you know, if they play nearly up to the OU standard. A listener in the 580 says, I want what Doug is on. A listener in the 918 says, Doug got a sip of that Mike Gundy Kool-Aid. Uh, oh, a li- another 918 listener says, Parker, just in case I forget, I hope you and your soon-to-be wife have a happy, long-lived marriage. It's almost that time. Yes, it is, valued listener. It is almost that time. I appreciate the kind words. Kind words are always acceptable and welcomed. I had a half chuckle out of uh, one of your responses the other day. One of your buddies tweeted something. Now, Parker, ladies and gentlemen, this is the right way to live. He's going to have a long, healthy life. He's going to have a brilliant career uh, in broadcasting. He's well ahead of the game already, all right, well ahead of the game. He's like when Indiana recruited Damon Bailey in eighth grade back in the day, all right? We're talking that caliber. But clean living also is what Parker Thune is all about with his Olipop deal, all right, because he said to how many of us, would have said this. So I got a half chuckle out of it. But a lot of us who lived, you know, the way we lived back in the day would have said something different. But he said, Can't, we'll see you Saturday. We'll crack an Olipop together. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is all-American clean living. From a kid who's never had a drop of alcohol. And you know what? There's not anything wrong with that. How many of us would be out there, raise your hand, would probably have been better off at some point in our life without one drop of alcohol? Now, I have to, okay. Uh, Wait a minute. I have to clarify oh, this. Wait a minute. Parker There were some alternative drinking. facts there. Wait there were some minute. alternative facts there. He Sorry, started, Doug. look out. No, AA. I just, it's, it's not that I've ever had, it's not that I've never had a drop of alcohol, Steely. In fact, I did have a sip of alcohol as recently as last week because, my fiance made pina coladas. You and young of course, men this is, are headed down a bad road. Yeah, well, this is how it goes. Like everybody is, uh, everybody I've ever met that mixes drinks or like goes somewhere to an establishment with me where they serve alcohol, they're convinced that the particular drink that they make or that they prefer or that they order is the drink that's going to change my mind on alcohol, and it never does. Resist the temptation. I do not want to see your mugshot in 15 years with a full-grown beard and you're about 50 pounds overweight. I don't want to say what could have been, all right? Just tell them you're good with an Olipop. And I am good with an Olipop. The grape is back in stock online. Praise the Lord. There Classic you go. grape all day, every day. I, I would say right now we've got about a 1% chance probably less of ever seeing a Parker Thune mugshot. But if he continues down this pina colada path, 
Vegas has got it up to 12%. Hey, right you now. never know. I could 12%. Be, I could be Walter White, Steely, keeping it up might, appearances but maintaining a vast network of meth distribution. Some people might say a good mugshot does something for your street cred, but I wouldn't go that route. I wouldn't do it. All right, let's take a break right here. 405-651-3439 here at Cabin's Group on a Thursday. Uh, let's get back. And when we get back, I want to hear you guys react to what Nick Anderson has to say about the wide receiver room. You know that Parker Thune thinks this kid is super special. A lot of Oklahoma fans think that potential is, you know, big time. We'll hear from Nick Anderson when we get back, and we'll head to the text line. Keep it here. Back here at Cavens Group on a Thursday, it is sizzling hot out there. I mean, you might spontaneously combust if you stay out there for more than like 10 minutes, all right? Steely. So be very careful. Yes. Steely, I am quite mm-hmm. upset with OU photo guy Mark Desher right now. Oh, yeah? What happened? Because he walked in this studio mm-hmm. on Monday yep. and said, hey, guess what? There's a cold front that's supposed to blow through the day of your wedding, right about the time of the ceremony. So it could get 20 degrees cooler. It might be 80 degrees when your ceremony takes place on Saturday afternoon. Well, not much more than a couple minutes ago, OU photo guy Mark Desher walked into this studio yet again and said, hey, the cold front has disappeared. Turns out you might actually have picked the hottest day of the year to get married. Oh, good. See, now, Shay, because she has MS, it affects her MS, so we will have to have her shaded uh, quite a bit. So we will be there for the nuptials, but we we might have to depart a little bit early. It won't be a rude thing. It'll be a heat thing. You know what I'm saying? Listen, everything is – that you will never have to go outdoors if you don't want to. So we'll make okay, sure there is perfect. air conditioning aplenty for all involved. Well, I'm a little bit concerned, ladies and gentlemen, right before we hear from Nick Anderson, going to go back to the uh, text line. Um, Parker Thune, probably an older reference lost on uh, younger listeners, but a, but a kid as innocent as a young Theodore Cleaver, all right? Older reference now, definitely lost on younger co-hosts. Now apparently being corrupted by some Eddie Haskell types out there who have been feeding him pina coladas just days before his weekend nuptials. A kid so pure that alcohol had never crossed his lips until recently, correct? Well, that's not true. And I... on his way, no, 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 that's true. Okay, okay, fine, uh, it's true. Alternative facts. On his way, we think, to a mugshot down the road. We, we want to steer him clear right now because um, – I just want you to stay on the Olipop liquid diet, all right? Listen, be very careful. there's going to be over 200 cans of Olipop at the ceremony. So there they will make be a plenty nice cream of Olipop soda? to go around. Cream they make soda cre- will be one of the flavors available. Okay, the only thing about a real cream soda, and I'm not saying Olipop has their version, which I, somebody said they really liked it. I can't remember who. Maybe it was you. But, like, if you drink a real cream soda, it is really, really good, but it's also, like, very, very filling. So, anyway. By the way, Steve, to get back to recruiting, nobody cares, all right? So 405-651-3439. Let's hear from Nick Anderson. You know, you think about what the Sooners have. Jalil Farouk, Drake Stoops, we know that Gavin Freeman, according to Brent, you know, he keeps singing his praises, uh, is obviously going to be very much in the rotation and maybe 
first in the rotation, but you also have uh, Nick Anderson, Andrew Anthony, Jaquaze Petaway's got a lot of praise as well. Jaden Gibson even got uh, some praise. L.B. Bunkley, Shelton, J.J. Hester, Brennan Thompson. A lot of options there. Uh, here's what Nick Anderson said about being a fan of all the competition right now in the wide receiver room. It's good. I think it, I think it's an upside because just there's a we have a we have a lot of receivers this year and. There's a lot of spots open, so everyone's just competing and making every making everybody else work hard to you know get to that goal. So we're gonna have a lot of competitive depth uh, when it's all said and done. And uh, you know when it, whenever when somebody else gets into the extra work, we always hit each other up, you know, get it together. But um, yeah, just the whole relationship in the room is crazy. I mean, we all love each other and we're ready to ready to fight for each other. All right, so Parker Thune, let's do this like the uh, the Oscars here, and uh, I'm gonna let you fill this in. The nominees for Breakout Receiver of the Year are. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want me to come up with the candidates? Yes. Oh, okay, yes. okay, okay. The I nominees thought... for Breakout Receiver of the Year are. Okay. I was and you th- fill it in. I was thinking you were going to come up with a candidate list and I would pick the winner. But I will come up with the candidate list for you. The Breakout Receiver of the Year nominees are Gavin Freeman, Nick Anderson, Andrell Anthony, and Jaquez Petaway. Okay, I like that list. I think you I think uh, you nailed it because that's probably what I would have done as well. Now, again, you heard what Brent said the other day that, you know, it's talking about Gavin Freeman was by far and away our best wide receiver, you know. And he, <laughs> he threw in, you know, the – I know you all, there are a lot of people out there, well, you must suck at wide receiver. But he's saying, no, it's more about Gavin Freeman. So, um, you know, I just think, again, because of where he was in the recruiting process, and you look at Nick Anderson, and he's so big and, you know, imposing. Uh, Andrew Anthony coming from Michigan, you know, into this system, really good speed guy. Uh, Jaquaze Petaway's been getting rave reviews. Love what I saw from him interview-wise as well. Kid's been uh, apparently working and doing all the right things as well. But, um, you know, the Gavin Freeman thing is it's almost like if you have that PWO start and all everything else that was thrown in, people can hear Brent, and, and, and not that they don't believe him, but they still even, there's a little bit of hesitation there, it seems like, right? At least from the fan base? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I, yeah, the listener in the 405 says, are we out on Jaden Gibson? Not a factor at all. I don't think it's that Jaden Gibson is not going to be a factor, that he doesn't have a chance. I just think if you're looking at the four most likely breakout candidates, and we're talking about the guys that have generated organic buzz, to me, that list starts with the four that I mentioned. Anderson, Freeman, Petaway, Andrell Anthony. So could a guy like DJ Graham or Jaden Gibson or even an LV Bunkley Shelton or J.J. Hester? A lot of people forget that J.J. Hester still exists, too. Um, could it be one of those guys that enjoys a breakout campaign? Sure, but we're awarding preseason Oscars here. We don't claim to know everything yet, and we won't know everything until this team hits the field. Yeah, we're kind of at the Con Film Festival right now is what we're doing. Uh, the award season is a long ways out. Uh, should we be talking more, you think, about Austin Stogner? I know we always talk about the wide receivers, but, uh, you know, and uh, I know Brent talked the other day, you've got some injuries also right now, some limitations at tight end. But, and I know that Austin Stogner didn't set the world on fire numbers-wise at South Carolina, 
But we've seen him be a really big factor uh, previously at Oklahoma when he was healthy. So what are you thinking there uh, in terms of upside and what kind of production we might see out of Austin Sogner? I think we're talking enough about Austin Sogner. I don't know if he's gone completely disregarded in this whole conversation, but I think the bigger question as it pertains to the tight end position is, is Austin Sogner going to stay healthy? Because if he is healthy, the consensus expectation is that he's going to have a very productive season that will mirror that of Braden Willis a year ago. I think there's little question about that. He's certainly talented enough to do so, and the only thing that could get in his way would be the injury bug. But – Let's say injury does befall Austin Stogner. Where does Oklahoma turn at tight end? There's no real easy answer there because Blake Smith has two career catches. Caden Helms has one career catch. Jason Llewellyn has none. And obviously Cade McIntyre, being an incoming true freshman, has no career catches as well. So there is virtually zero experience on that depth chart beyond Austin Stogner. You are really banking on him staying healthy or on somebody being your renaissance man in his wake. There you go. All right, uh, we need to get a break in. I want to tell you about my friend Dr. Bellardo in the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center of Oklahoma, the old man seeing uh, much better. Again, even though I'm old, because I have had the experience of going up to see Dr. Bellardo and the team there at the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. They are the best of the business. They've been doing uh, lens correction, cataract surgery, just helping you see better for over 20 years now. Trust them completely. It's a great professional team up there. So if you want to eliminate reading glasses, uh, you know, if you're well over 40 like me and you're either farsighted or nearsighted, there is a solution. You need to call my guy, Dr. Bellardo, at the Advanced Laser Center, 405-755-7700. Uh, for your free consultation from Dr. B and his professional team, or you can go online to ALCOK.com. They do a tremendous job at the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Get your consultation, 405-755-7700, or go online to ALCOK.com. Like they always say, if you want to see far, you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Coming right back, and uh, there was something else I wanted to get to today, but the old man already forgot what it was. But you know what? I'll figure it out during the break. Keep it here, right on, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. We are back. Good to have you with us here at Cavens Group, the very best emergency cleanup, roofing. They they set the standard. They're the five-star. They are the five-star. You don't need to be dealing with any uh, companies like this that aren't five-stars, and Cavens is the only five-star in the area. They are the best uh, online at CavensGroup.com. Once again, uh, in the Oklahoma City area, 405 405- Five seven three thirty forty eight in Tulsa nine one eight two eight two seven six one two the one and only Cavens Group they will do a great job for you we all hope and pray we we never uh, you know have a tornado or a home that's damaged by a tornado certainly if you live in Oklahoma at some point you're going to have some hail damage uh, but you might have a really big emergency flooding a fire something like that and the uh, the team to call out of the bullpen to come you know. Put out the fire and do the cleanup is Cavens Group in Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. Uh, again, 
in the Tulsa area, 918-282-7612, online at cavensgroup.com. Okay, um, Kelly Maxwell, it's not like 100% official yet, but it's happening. Kelly Maxwell, the two-time All-American for the Oklahoma State Cowgirls, is transferring to play for Patty Gasso in the Oklahoma Sooners. Now, that will give the Sooners a pitching staff uh, that has Nicole May, you'll have Kelly Maxwell, You'll have Kirsten Deal, uh, Peyton Monticelli from Wisconsin, Carly Keeney from Liberty, and S.J. Guerin, who will be a sophomore. So that's a big get for OU, uh, you know, big time. That That's uh, that's even bigger than Trace Ford coming to the Oklahoma football program. Uh, Trace Ford's a heck of a player, and I think if he's healthy, he's going to be a really productive player for OU. But Kelly Maxwell is a two-time All-American. This is what uh, Patty Gasso told Chris Plank uh, in a Bedlam pregame show uh, last season, Plank asking her about Kelly Maxwell, and here's what Patty had to say. What what makes Kelly Maxwell so successful in what you've seen? Uh, I just I think she's still like she has that kind of attitude, and I like it. Uh, I think she's very efficient, moving pitches, changing speeds. Uh, I don't know. She's so pinpoint. She's um, really like her style and i don't know her well or anything like that but i just like the way she goes about her business and she's still absolutely outstanding but at the same time um i don't know when you see some of the greatest pitchers sometimes they just keep getting better so we'll see there you go how about that kelly maxwell again not official yet i haven't seen the official release but it's happening kelly maxwell is coming to play for patty gasso and the oklahoma sooners a great get for oklahoma okay uh 405-651-3439 on the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line hour number two by the way now brought to you by oklahoma generators oklahoma's highest rated and longest operating generic dealer Currently offering new customer discounts and free 10-year warranties with new installations. Oklahoma Generators, you can uh, follow them. Get online at okgen.com or call them at 405-321-6631. Tell me about Jaden Nickens. Jaden Nickens is 6'3", 190, wide receiver, obviously from uh, Millwood. And then uh, Marcus James from Carl Albert. Are they headed to OU soon? In the 2025 class. Uh, for my money, Steely, yes, they both are. And Emmett Jones is a bad dude. Emmett that Jones, man. man, he's like the new sheriff in wide receiver town, isn't he? He's had, like, the recruiting run he's been on in the six months since he's joined the Oklahoma staff Rivals that of any run I've seen from any positional coach ever. And I admittedly am not that old, right? There are others that might be able to have greater perspective on that whole conversation than me. But I can't remember a time, whether in the span of time that I've been covering recruiting or beforehand, that you've had a single position coach land nine commits across two classes in the span of seven months, which is what Emmett Jones is on track to do if he can lock down Jaden Nickens and Isaiah Mosey here. Yeah, and uh, again, we're talking about 2025 kids, and what they're at four now. 
uh, and all highly touted. And we talked about the 2025 class in the state of Oklahoma is outstanding. And the Sooners right now are trying to lock down as many of those guys as they can. And Kevin Sperry, obviously, is at Carl Albert now. So um, Oklahoma trying to lock down the state. And uh, when when would you expect Nickens and uh, Marcus James, who's at Carl Albert, obviously, uh, with Kevin Sperry now, how soon do you think uh, these commits could come down? And you threw Isaiah Mosey out there as well. I think those could both be done by the end of the month, and I would throw Mosey in there as well as a guy that uh, I think all three of those recruiting processes could be wrapped up by the end of August at this rate. Yeah. What about uh, that other guy that's uh, his teammate? Mosey's teammate. Oh, you're talking about Kamari Moore? No, 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 no. I'm talking about Williams Winery and, uh, uh-huh. you know, this class. Uh-huh. That's what everybody wants to know. But Kamari Moore obviously is committed. Uh, the Sooners have a nice pipeline going there. And that's a pretty good place to have a pipeline, right? Lee Summit North. That is, if you want to have a pipeline to any school in the Midwest, I don't know if Lee Summit North is the clear number one, but it's certainly on the short list. And Oklahoma yeah. has done a great job of making inroads there and doing all they can do to put themselves in position to land every single blue chip kid that that school produces in these next couple of classes and in the and in the foreseeable future thereafter. Okay, so August 14th for Williams Winery and uh you know we we kind of thought wow, you know at some point uh, you know I remember was it Will Fong that was talking about Tennessee and Oregon where we're very much in the mix. This has been, you know, a couple months ago. Uh, Georgia, everybody thought, well, man, he's visiting Georgia, and Georgia gets everybody, right? Well, uh, this is coming down to Oklahoma and Missouri unless something changes. And you don't see that changing. You still think the Sooners down the stretch have, you know, a, a lead over Missouri. But would this be, again, kind of like the presumption on DJ Hicks last year, if Oklahoma loses this one, it's an NIL thing, basically, and that's it? Are you talking about Nwaneri? Like, if Oklahoma yes. loses Nwaneri, it's all about – no, 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 no. I don't think it's all about NIL if Oklahoma And I'm not talking loses. about OU's lack. I'm just talking about, you yeah. know, the, the rumors out there that, man, there's 750000 a year or 800000 I hear, for Nwaneri from Missouri. Look, the kid isn't going to be bought – NIL alone isn't going to dictate the decision. And so if he goes to Missouri, I think what you will see the kid point to is the fact that Missouri was one of his very first offers, and that staff has made him a priority for darn near two years now. And that's not to say that Oklahoma hasn't, but that's simply to say Missouri got the jump start on building those relationships. I still think Oklahoma has the best relationships with the kid, but I I also see Nwaneri as the type of dude and I wouldn't put it past him entirely, and I, I've said it. I've said before that no final decision has been made, but I wouldn't put it past him to, A, want to stay home, stay close to home, that is, and Columbia, Missouri is about as close to home as it gets, save for Lawrence, I suppose, and obviously he's not going to Kansas, but to stay close to home and play for coaches that believed in him before he was a blue-chip commodity I think that those are the reasons that Williams Nwaneri would cite as the potential reason why he would choose Missouri over Oklahoma. I still think he's going to choose Oklahoma, and 
from everything I've heard and been told, Oklahoma's NIL offering is strong enough. And really every school in the picture, their NIL offering is strong enough that Williams and Winery is not going to be hurting for cash wherever he goes. And at the end of the day, regardless of how much money he's making, whether that's a couple million over the next couple years or a little less, a little more, give or take a few hundred thousand, I think what every staff ought to be driving home with this kid, and I can promise you the OU staff is doing this, is that what you make via NIL as a college football player pales in comparison. I mean, it is a drop in the bucket to what you can make with your first NFL contract alone if you are developed properly and you keep your nose to the grindstone and you buy into a system that's going to be able to utilize your talents and coach and sharpen you to the point where you can confidently take the next step to the professional level and be ready to compete from the outset. There you go. Well, I will say this, Missouri's history of defensive ends is, you know, you think of uh, Michael Sam and Alden Smith and Justin Smith, uh, you know, Charles Harris, um, was it Marcus Golden, I believe, was another Missouri guy? Not bad, but I I don't know. It's because I think that a lot of Oklahoma fans, maybe not a lot, but certainly, a, well, actually I think it is a pretty decent percentage, still think that, well, if uh, williams Winery winds up in Missouri, it'll mainly be NIL. But you're here to say it won't be all about that. It'll be some of it, maybe, but you're saying it won't be uh, all about that. It'll Correct. be that's a relationship situation that's been important to him too. Yeah, I mean OU and Missouri are the two schools that have emerged as the final contenders here because those are the two schools that have the best relationships with the kid and proximity does not hurt the case at all for either of those programs. All right, let's take a break right here at Cavens Group. Love being out here on a Thursday. Tomorrow we'll be back out at another great place, the one, the only Riverwind Casino. We got a break right here. In fact, I went I went two minutes over. That's uh, amateur. You amateur. Jeez. Come on, man. All right, break time right here. We'll get as many texts in as we can when we get back. Keep it right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.